A response point is truly a line item payment, so we know which account and which student to apply it to. And those things are just priceless to us. Welcome to Focus, a podcast dedicated to the business of higher education. I'm your host, Heather Richmond, and we will be exploring the challenges and opportunities facing today's higher learning institutions. Today, I'm happy to have Robin Bongart and Ryan Lofink join me from Wichita State University. They walk us through how they use SponsorPoint for third-party payments and how it's created efficiencies for students, staff, and sponsors. We have a special episode today as we talk about third-party payments with two SponsorPoint experts from Wichita State University. Robin and Ryan, can you introduce yourselves and your role at WSU? Sure, Heather. I will start. I am Robin Bungartz, Director of Student and Accounts Receivable Fiscal Operations and was part of the selection committee for getting SponsorPoint. Our business student accounts office, we wear many hats. We're treasury in managing the university bank accounts, customer service and taking student payments, departmental deposits, answering questions, collections by managing the university accounts receivable debt and Perkins portfolio, and also of course our third party processing. I do have a small funny thing. Since I've been with WSU forever, and several years ago, we remodeled our office. I do try and work the front desk in August. We're on a semester basis, so that's when we see a lot of new incoming freshmen, new students. You know, the look on their face is just one of being lost, confused, just glad they found the business office. Right. So when they ask, can you help me, I can say, Yes, I can. I have been here longer than the furniture. <laughs> now to Ryan. Thanks, Robin. Uh, I haven't been here longer than the furniture, but uh, <laughs> I do feel pretty old. Uh, thanks for having me on again, Heather. Um, my name is Ryan Lofink. I am student account specialist, moving on to be a senior finance, financial analyst here at WSU. And I manage the day-to-day operations of SponsorPoint and the third-party receivables um, on the student side and also on the university side. So that's kind of what my role is day-to-day here. That's great. Thanks, Robin and Ryan. And now I have to go check out that furniture for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know that WSU is a leader in using technology to deliver the best student experience always. But also technology enabled you to deliver that, that same great experience for your sponsors. And WSU was an early adopter of our third-party payment solution called SponsorPoint. And you have had continued success through the years. So, Robin, can you talk a little bit more about this? Yeah, we actually had three pain points. Our first one re- related to Banner. You know, Banner is a great system. However, we struggle with application of payment right. when it comes to our third-party account. And the reason is that our third-party sponsors view each student individually, whereas Banner views the sponsor account as one. Mm. This causes issues when a refund is given to a sponsored student after the sponsored has paid for them. The refund is applied to the oldest debt on the account rather than staying with the actual student. So many hours were spent in getting charges to remain unpaid if a sponsor hadn't sent payment and having the refund credits being applied to the actual refund check back to the sponsor. The second pain point related to a secure way for our sponsors to submit payment. You know, everyone wants your bank account information. (laughs) Right. 
Well, at WSU, we've had fraud on our bank accounts, and I'm here to tell you that's a nightmare to recover from. Yes. Not only the time involved with fixing everything, it's also a reputation thing. You can kill a good reputation quickly. And then the third pain point was the cost of billing and sending in the U.S. mail. So SponsorPoint has assisted with our three pain points by having more of a T-Pay functionality as payments are applied and refunds hang on the actual line item related to the sponsored student. That's a miracle, miracle in my books. It allows for secured payments and allows a secure way for bills to present it, similar to your product of bill plus payments. Yeah, that's great. And, and you know, we heard about those pain points. Uh, I was fortunate to be on one of the initial uh, committees, even with Nakubo, looking at all the pain of third-party payments and really helping to adopt the solution that would really help you in those three ways. So I'm glad to hear that. And I know, though, that the past year has really impacted so many things in higher education. Ryan, can you share what changes you've seen specifically in terms of the sponsored students due to the pandemic? Uh, yeah, we We've kind of seen a mixed bag there. Um, At the beginning of the pandemic, when a lot of of businesses sent people to work remote, we saw a slowdown in terms of payment processing. And then on the student side, we saw some students that had difficulty getting their tuition assistance approved and getting those forms to who they needed to, um, just because a lot of people and a lot of businesses didn't have remote remote working set up or running smoothly. Right. Uh, so at the beginning of that, we, we did see a bit of a slowdown, but then on the back end of it, it's really kind of come full circle for us because now a lot of sponsors that didn't want to embrace uh, a portal and a paperless technology have now come around to doing that. And so sponsor yeah. point has kind of been a hit with some of those um, coming out of the, the pandemic here. Yeah, you know, that's really interesting because just like you said, I remember you talking a lot of times in the past about trying to figure out how to get those sponsors to to come online and to do, you know, really digital payments and using these online systems for billing and payments. And it sounds like that's really changed and, and probably is going to stay that way. Right, Ryan? Uh, it, from the looks of what we're seeing, um, yeah, it looks that way. You know, we, we deal with a lot of smaller entities, local governments, and um, a lot of those people have, you know, worked remotely and found out that they can do a lot of their stuff remote. And so I think they want to stay that way. Yeah. Um, so they're pushing, I mean, there are one of our main uh, sponsors that do this stuff. We have a lot of those little ones. So when they went remote and they want to stay remote, that was great for us. Um, we're still, still the bigger ones like the VA and the military. Mm-hmm. Um, they still make us use their portals. But other than that, um, we're having, we're finding all of a big success in a lot of our sponsors embracing online technology now. That is wonderful. And yeah, you're probably not going to ever get the uh, the military or the VA to change their ways, right? Well, we haven't yet. We're going to keep trying. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Now, Robin, I know we've also talked about another one of your pain points was really being able to get IT time. And obviously, when everybody went remote, I'm sure IT resources were even harder to schedule. So can you talk a little bit about how SponsorPoint has enabled your team to really be more self-sufficient? Absolutely. And I don't think it's just one of our pain points. I think it is colleges, universities, schools wide you know, with their IT time. Right. And yeah, when everybody went remote, everybody was helping the, you know, faculty just get their classes 
going with a remote solution. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our service offices, such as ours, business office, we just keep getting put on the back burner. So with Sponsor Point, it helps instantly, you know, with our line item payment needs. And if you recall earlier when I said many hours were spent on some of those accounts, right. and I, I recall something very particular, just because there's some things in life you do not forget. <laughs> I, I recall working on the Saudi Arabian account, it's also known as Sockham, for 16 hours. Oh, my goodness. I, I can't get that time back in my life. <laughs> no, you can't. So sponsor point, it's truly a line item payment. So we know which account and which student to apply it to. And those things are just priceless to us. The other IT-related item was our billing. And it's not a secret that banner billing is ugly. Mm-hmm. And we started out with a product known as eVisions to make the billing look prettier. Right. And over time, certain sponsors requested particular criteria on the bills, maybe such as our FEIN number, or they wanted an address listed a certain way. Well, with SponsorPoint, we were able to make billing headers change on the fly, you know? And since we are in control, we were able to tailor the billings. So we actually don't need that IT support any longer. Oh, that's that's great, Robin. Now, Ryan, since you handle the day-to-day operations, can you give us what a day in the life looks like of helping these sponsors and the students that they support? Uh, Yeah. So what we do um, in the mornings, we come in and we check, basically we're checking two things. We check our bank account, um, to see what payments we got in from our government sponsors, the VA, um, m- mainly the VA, that's our biggest one. And then we'll also check and see what payments we receive via um, paper check, things like that. And so when we get, and I, for, for folks that use the VA, depending on how many students, the VA likes to pay line by line um, per student. So depending on how many students you could have up to 400 amounts come into your bank account. Oh, wow. And some days, you know, we're, we're dealing with quite a few payments that come through and we, we take those payments, we deposit them or we record them through sponsor point, which mm-hmm. posts them to banner makes it very quick and easy. Like Robin's saying with the T pay process. So we know exactly where we stand. If the government um, paid too much money for that student or paid too little money, for that student, and then we can go back to uh, VA once and check and see was was that something that we needed to adjust on our end, or is that something that we need to contact the VA to adjust on their end? What, you know, kind of what's going on there. Um, so it it really does help us cut down on the time it takes to investigate, you know, why a payment came into or what the difference in the payments, I right. should say. Uh, so that's that's a huge time saver um, for us because I mean when you're dealing with 400 different payments every semester that does take up quite a bit of your your time. Absolutely. Uh, the checks, yeah. So that's a great thing for us. Uh, the checks, we follow the same process. If it's a paper check, we can also apply that via sponsor point, and it uses the same technology. We you know gets rid of T-Pay issues, and then I mean that's. That's a lot of our day-to-day stuff is applying the payments that come in from sponsors for students. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting because it is a little bit of having the both sides of it. So I know when we first launched SponsorPoint, it definitely was that vision of having the self-service portal, no different than you were saying for your students, but to have for sponsors. But we soon realized that there were some sponsors like the military, like VA, who they're not going to come on to your portal because they have their own portal and their own business side, right? So it's nice for you to be able to have that back-end admin side to be able to manage those those payments coming in. Yeah, that's that's correct. And I, I forgot to mention that. Like that is that's one of the one of the best things about sponsor point is there's a lot of times that I don't even see a payment come in from a sponsor. Like when they do it remotely. Right. Um, I once we kind of run an overall monthly balance. And then we see, oh, hey, these guys paid this month. You know, you're just because they've done it all themselves. I, all I've done is send an invoice to them and they've logged in, paid their bill on the portal. Everything, everything was done without any input from me whatsoever. That's great. And that actually leads into so that's the payment side. But also you're using sponsor point for the billing side, right? How does that work? Uh, it's actually pretty easy um, from the billing side. We can, we've got the majority of our sponsors through the portal. So we build right there through the portal. It's a couple of clicks and I can have an invoice created and out the door within a matter of minutes. And that goes, it notifies the sponsor that's already in sponsor point and it's ready to go right there, shows in their portal. They get an email saying, Hey, you have an invoice ready to view. They can log in and view it. Um, the other nice thing about it is that we can also pull those invoices as PDF if right. we ever need to get another copy or say folks like Saudi Arabia, like Robin was saying, they, they've they never embraced our portal. So we do send them an email copy. I can create their invoice in 30 minutes to an hour, um, go through for us. It's generally 75 to 100 students that are on um, a SOCOM contract that semester. Right. And we can get that invoice out to them. So it does save us tremendous amounts of time. Right, especially because I know I've heard the stories that every sponsor is a little bit different and some want, you know, every student on their own piece of paper and some want the students collapse and they want to see all of their charges. Some just want to see others. And so I know that you're able to really have the different templates in sponsor point. Do you take advantage of that? Oh, uh, we do. Um, so this kind of kicks back to what Robin was saying about IT support is, Stockholm is one of the main ones that they want their billing information on on every invoice. Okay. So we're able to put their – we change out our headers. We have a, a header built that has their billing information right there. I change my headers. It takes a couple of clicks in the backside of Sponsor Point for me. And Stockholm's information is at the top of that header, ready to go. Um, we also use the different aspects that Sponsor Point pulls from Banner in – the fact that Stockholm wants their student IDs, um, their internal student IDs on the invoice as well. And so we can enter those into Banner as we go, and then that field displays um, on the sponsor point invoice. So everything's already built in there for us from the get-go. Right. In the past, you would have had to ask for IT to do that, and you would have had to have all those pages printed and mailed, just like Robin was saying earlier, too, about the, the huge cost in mailing. So much better process. Yes. Uh, Tremendous. I wasn't, unfortunately, I wasn't around for the earlier process and the way Robin describes it, I, I'm happy I was not around then. I was going to say, you're, you're glad about that. <laughs> yeah. 
That's wonderful. Now, Robin, I know we talked about another example of using SponsorPoint when it comes to the veteran benefits. So can you expand a little bit on the Chapter 33? Absolutely. Uh, I'll expand what Ryan was saying. So our school has indicated that we are veteran friendly, as I believe most schools do. Well, if you're going to say it, then you better be it, do it, make it happen. And so since SponsorPoint is staff friendly and keeps staff time at a minimum, we decided to place the Chapter 33 tuition amounts on third-party contract. Now, if schools do that, please keep in mind you also need to update your 1098T rules. There's a rule with that. But in past, we did the reimbursement to the student after we finally got the money out of veterans. But since we use the third-party processing, our veterans who are Pell or loan eligible, they can receive those Pell and loan funds up front. And and also having the business office involved more with the processing of the Chapter 33 benefits. You know, we found there was a VA compliance guideline that really encourages schools to do a $0 certification and then later enter the tuition and fee amounts on the certification. Because as we all know, students drop, add, change. Right. So it's just been a win-win for compliance for our student, uh, for processing efficiencies. I mean, it's just been a great, great idea. Yeah, that's a really um, neat idea of doing that. So remind me, it sounds like maybe before and what some other schools do too, is that for those Chapter 33 students, you would have had to wait for a reimbursement versus being able to have the funds initially to help pay for your books and tuition, et cetera. Is that right? Yeah, that is correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting example. And so did you just figure this out or were other people doing this? Or, you know, how did you kind of transition from this reimbursement to, to putting them on a contract? Uh, I've slept. I've slept several days. So I couldn't tell you. I, I don't think we normally steal ideas from people. But uh, it, it just worked out. And what really happened was um, we had one certifying official. And the unfortunate uh, part, I don't think that's uncommon for schools, definitely. Right. But the unfortunate part is our certifying official went out on medical leave. Okay. Uh, that was very tense for WSU. We were even in the paper. You know, that's something you don't want to be in the paper. Especially, <laughs> no. you know, especially when it's not a positive article. And so you never want to be in that. So by now having the business office more involved with the whole tuition and fee certification, we just found it's a much better process for our veterans. And in the business office, we seem to have some more capacity for backups. So we no longer have the one person concept because you're certifying official. That's a very important position on your campus. Yeah. And so sometimes you really... When you rely on a single person, uh, then, yeah, you never know what's going to happen. That that definitely, you know, causes a challenge, which is why a lot of times, you know, folks do look at technology and, and how can they actually allow technology to, to move forward, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Tech, the use of technology can just make better use of time, better decisions. Absolutely. And I think exactly what you were saying is that before, by doing the reimbursement, I mean, that was your process until you had the technology and figured out how you could do it differently. And that's that's what happens with software is that sometimes 
you know, you have to change your business process to fit the software. But a lot of times um, it's the other way around and you're able to, you know, able to change a, a process because of that. So um, I'm sure that you've learned lots of, of new uses since you've been using SponsorPoint for so long. So, Ryan, how does the payment happen? So from the VA, for example. Uh, well, uh, so from the VA, you get one payment per student. And what SponsorPoint helps us do in within its functionality and TPA stuff is, that student, depending on, and this is probably something anybody that's worked within VA once kind of has these same frustrations, but sometimes the government overpays and it's like, a, and then a student drops or something like that. And so when we get a payment from a student, it's easy to make, put, to put that payment on sponsor point and sponsor point transfers it to banner. Mm-hmm. And then if it's an overpayment, that money does not go to another due amount on the same contract it stays with that student so then okay if and when the government comes back and says um there was an overpayment on this student we need that money back we've got that exact amount of money hanging right there on that payment and it's a lot easier for us to recon um, money going back to the government right. and also money coming in from the government so we know if say a government pay, the government paid a portion of a student's tuition and fees for the spring 2021 semester. Uh, we don't we don't get any notification that that student exhausted their benefits halfway through the semester. Okay. The government just pays that amount, and so then we can go back and look and say, well, wait a second, why is this? Why do we have say a real random amount here, five hundred and sixty three dollars still owed on the student? And that's kind of a red flag when we're auditing our accounts and look at that and go. Well, we need to contact the government. What happened here? Right. And so for us, um, within the VA, it it does save us um, loads of time to uh, find these problems and identify these problems early on, so that we can be proactive with them rather than letting them get a couple months down the road and then trying to chase ourselves to fix them. Yeah, I know we talked about that early on, just the, the real power of SponsorPoint was being able to have those line items per student because just like you said, the challenge a lot of times is sometimes it's overpayment, but sometimes it'd be underpayment at the contract level. So say the government would just wire you $30,000, even though you billed them 40000 and you're like, well, who do I not pay, right? <laughs> yeah, correct. And that's kind of how in the past we've kind of had to deal with that type of situation like well where where do we stand on this and that's where sponsor points come in and helped us out a, a load with that that is great so i know that you have to go to a lot of these uh the military portals like you said to be able to um pull down what they owe and and to build them out so but outside of the military portals um are there third parties using sponsor point as their own portal and is, are there you know certain percentages or certain businesses that are doing this uh, we do actually have quite a few um, different sponsors. Uh, we have a lot of, I mentioned before, um, cities and municipalities that are sponsoring workers using SponsorPoint as right. their own portal. Um, we have a lot of school districts that are sending um, teachers back through our uh, TAP teaching program, okay. use uh, the portals as well. And then we also have um, several scholarships um, major scholarships here within the state of Kansas that use the portal as well. Um, the main one I, I'm thinking of right now is the Rudd Scholarship Foundation, which currently has 
65 students here at WSU. And these students have an average balance due of, um, I'm going to ballpark probably between five and $7,000, where the Rudd scholarship covers all their tuition and fees, all their housing, all their meals, um, minus any aid, any free aid. So any scholarships, any Pell Grant, um, any, any other type of government grants that are out there that the student does get. So that's been one of our biggest um, success stories is we've been able to get this Rudd Scholarship Foundation on this portal, and they use this portal solely to get their invoice. They make all their payments via this um, portal as well. So for us, these this is this is the I guess the case study that we love because yeah. they do everything there. So this is that's the that's the five star that we want to get everybody to. Um, we haven't been able to get everybody there yet, but right. I think we're well on our way to getting them there. Yeah, that sounds great. And I think just like you said earlier, this transition and having to do so much remote business and remote services, I think you're going to start to see a lot more like the Red Foundation who wants to just do everything through the portal. Bill me, I'll pay it. I'll be able to check through and look to see all my students and, and what they owe. And it'll be great. Yeah, we're hoping the same thing, too. Yeah. And again, just to reiterate what Ryan talked about, too, with the whole billing specifications and everything, even though, like, we'll go with um, Saudi Arabian again or, or Stockholm. You know, they're probably not using the portal the best that we want them to use it. But again, he's taking minutes, you know, seconds. Yeah. And we're, we can send them a million-dollar bill. Wow. And also with them, they have different requirements like on online classes. Um, because I got to tell you, they are a very intelligent culture. And so they really want their students to have that experience of sitting in the classroom, being around everybody, all of that. So that's why they're very particular about online classes. Okay. But once they find out that may be our only delivery method for that course, then we're able to redo that initial bill easily, send an updated bill. I mean, again, billing is like bada bing, bada boom, response yeah. to point. That's awesome. Yeah, if you can send out a million dollars in 30 seconds, uh, Bill, that, that's pretty good, huh? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Well, um, again, I know that Sponsor Point, like we said earlier, was really designed to be this self-service in the, in the portal. Um, but they're, the, you know, the different types and each sponsor does this. So, Ryan, can you go over the different ways that you see sponsors using the self-service side of Sponsor Point, maybe outside of payments even? Uh, yeah, we have. Um, so like I mentioned, um, school districts um, are using it right now. I know a lot of school districts are checking with their students. Uh, a lot of them have forgivable loan programs. And so they use SponsorPoint now. Uh, they'll send me a list of students at the beginning of the semester and say, these are the ones that we're looking at sponsoring. And I can put them on the contract. And then the school can then go in and look and see what what courses the student's taking. Um, if they're in approved courses and whatnot, and then let me know exactly the amount that they're going to sponsor those students. Okay. So that's, that's one aspect of it. Um, another, another way we use it as well is to get documentation to sponsors. Um, right. Vocational rehabilitation here in Kansas, we have to provide a service authorization agreement that's signed and returned to them. Um, so with SponsorPoint, when I go to create a bill, I can upload all of these signed service agreements as PDFs, and SponsorPoint compiles them all 
into the invoice. Um, so it'll list a student and it'll list that service off right on the next page. And so then I can easily, uh, or sorry, when they, when they open that bill in sponsor point, they've got all their documentation right there right. where they need it. They can look at it, they can pull it down, they can print it. They can do whatever they need to on their end to get that bill paid. Yeah, that's great. I remember when we added that functionality and after talking to a lot of schools and said one of the biggest pain points is really getting all this documentation. And especially as, you know, email filters are getting smarter and smarter and they're not letting you send PDFs or they're they're scrutinizing it. Having that portal to be able to go and, like you said, self-service download those documents is really essential. Yeah. And then going kind of going off of that, too, with the email, um, everything's being more and more secure these days. And so with this um, individual login on the portal, this is a lot more secure than any email that I would send to a sponsor with the invoice or with the bill. So keeping students in mind and keeping their data private, um, SponsorPoint also does a great job with that. Absolutely. The security side, you're right, especially you're sending sensitive information, especially for those sponsors who are asking you to add their student ID and billing and all this data and information. You don't want that just going out via email. Yeah, correct. That's great. Well, it sounds like SponsorPoint really is a solution for all types of third-party payers. Robin, I know you've seen a lot of value in this ever since the beginning. So can you just give us a snapshot of some of the stats that you've seen? So for this recent spring 2021 term, we have 60 companies who are on our third party. They are sponsoring 733 out students. Mm-hmm. And so we know 20% of those are using the SponsorPoint portal, looking at their bill, paying their bill. Now, out of the 60 companies, seven are truly the military. That Then we have to go in and use their specific military portal. Right. So our office uses SponsorPoint to create the third-party billings, host all payments. So administratively, we use it 100%. Great. So our, our total of our contracts is about $3.4 million. So that's quite a number to manage if you don't have the software. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like you said, being able to send those million-dollar bills out in 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, th- those are really great stats, Robin, and, and uh, the adoption just seems to be growing within your sponsors. So how would you summarize the benefits of SponsorPoint? It absolutely saves staff time. And when staff see that you're trying to help them with the tool, you know, where they can save time, that's a morale booster, as we're all being told to do more with less. Right. And I don't know, I'm sure we're not the only one, but we seem to be the university of exceptions or university of excuses. I mean, we we really hear all kinds of excuses of why people aren't paying their bill. Even in third party, it, it's more like maybe a lot of third party at the companies maybe have been in the position a long time and now they're retiring or we hear, I lost your email, I never got your billing, or, oh, we need our bill to look like this exact thing, you know. Right, and right. So we, we just play along and because we're prepared with SponsorPoint. And so absolutely, what we need to do is, you know, get it done in just a few minutes, not just right. drag it out. So SponsorPoint has grown with us. You know, when we first started, it didn't have the class schedule. You know, mm-hmm. now it does. I'm excited for what will also come down the pike in in the future, because not only does universities have student, we also what's called non-student customers, you know, because we have a lot of clinics or we have people doing a lot of services to not just students. So, 
It's very exciting. I, I believe there's going to be a huge future with Sponsor Point. There really is. Yeah, definitely non-student is next on the list. And kind of seeing at the end of the day, it's the same thing. You have to bill them. They need to pay. They might want to do it online or they might want to send a remittance, but you still need to you know, collect it all and bring it all through one centralized system. Yep, absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Robin and Ryan, for giving us a great overview today of how SponsorPoint has enabled you to provide that premium experience for both your students and your sponsors. It was great to be here. Thanks. Yeah, thank you for including us. Absolutely. Well, this really showcases how you can streamline third-party payments with SponsorPoint. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Focus. Don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date on the business of higher education. For more information, check us out at touchnet.com.